I can't put the date on. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about Black Clover real quick. Um, so, have you seen the Magna and Dante fight in the manga? Uh, Magna Dante, yes. From the Dark Triad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the I believe Magnus, he brought down like the high demon level guy's power level to his level, right? Yeah, right. sharing energy. <laughs> yeah. How, how'd you feel about that fight? I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was pretty fire. Like, okay, so he brought the most powerful being in the arc down to your level. He kicked his ass. That was pretty fire. I thought it was genius. I thought it was so genius. I was like, yeah, yeah. drop drop him down, make y'all equal. He was like. He was like, damn, I ain't never ran out of mana before. He was like, yeah, because you got all this extra power shit, but now we we out of mana. <laughs> we out of mana. Now what you going to do about that? Now I'm about to beat your ass. Let's see who can square up better than who. <laughs> he said, I'm putting the whole team on my back. <laughs> that part. Did you watch um, when they uh, inv- invaded the... Um, the first time, the first Yami and um, the Yami and uh, Dante fight, Yami Dante and Asta fight. Did you watch that? Hey, was it animated? Yeah, it was animated. No, I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. Beautiful animation. Like the the manga did not do it justice. Like I I remember reading the manga and I was like, oh man, that's gonna be dope. And when it finally came, uh, it was so much better. Well, I'm, when, whenever they animated, they were able to put a little bit more, plus a, a track in the background yeah. for you, just so you <laughs> hype you up a little bit more. It was so, so much better. It, I, I, mean, felt, I felt it way more. Unless you're reading the manga, and then you turn on the music on your phone, <laughs> it ain't going to hit the same. Like I, I admit to that, but I, I still enjoy you know reading it. But... When it's animated, you got so much to pull with it just to make you hyped a little bit more. Right. <laughs> that's why I'll be like, ah, man, I need, I need the, I need the animation to hurry up with some of these fights, like the whole, the whole introduction of uh, of uh, the vice captain and stuff and whatnot. That's that's that was dope. Like, uh, not. Oh yeah. I'm gonna say right now. Right now, so, sorry. No, no, you're yeah, good. Sorry, sorry Phil. Uh, yeah, it's 11:52 right now, and uh, it's getting late for me because I got get ready for work in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You're right. That is right. You got. You got. You. We're in South Korea, right? Yeah, been here for five years and counting. Five years and counting. You like it out there? Oh yeah. Now that I'm in a better position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we understand that. It, it, it probably took a minute, you know, just to get a, accumulated, you know, in a routine. And here we yeah, go. Trap 
This is the Real Anime Podcast. This is the Real Anime Podcast. This is the Real Anime Podcast. We bring trap to anime. I am Strong Arms. I am Captain Kurt. And I am Token Day. This is the Trap Anime. This is Trap Anime. And this is Trap Anime. Bitch. This episode is brought to you by Deez Nuts. Deez Nuts is a wonderful product. I use Deez Nuts every day. If you need Deez Nuts, call 1-800-DEEZ-NUTS. That's 1-800-DEEZ-NUTS. And they will ship it out to you free of charge. Just mention Trap Anime and they will include a free head ass. That's right, a free head ass. So call 1-800-DEEZ-NUTS and get yours today. Welcome to Trap Anime, everybody. I am Strong Arm. This is Token Day. And we are here with a very special guest today. We are here with Phil, the Blurred Explorer. Say hi to the guys. Yeah, everybody. Here, everybody. <laughs> so Phil has a book, a travel, a black traveler's guide to South Korea. Oh yeah. Is that, am I right about that? That's the name of the book, right? Yeah, like, that's right. Okay. Well, that's the name of the series. He has two books, yeah. Okay, what's the other book? Well, there's two Black Charles Guy ebook series. But the first book is called The Black Charles Guy to Incheon, South Korea. And the black and book number two is The Black Charles Guy to Daegu, South Korea. Okay, Daegu. Yeah, there we go. Daegu, South Korea. Where are you staying now in South Korea? Uh... Right now, I recently moved, I'm, well, earlier this month, back in March, I moved back to the small country town called Ujin, which is on the East Coast. Uh-huh. So what's... I've uh, been here since. Do you like that, uh, do you like it there? Oh yeah, definitely a good change of pace. Uh, need, gave me a chance to actually start saving money for once. <laughs> you know, spend less money. Is stuff like a lot yeah, cheaper out there? Uh, with terms of Korea, not much. It can be a little bit pricey, like in the West, but electronics. Electronics are a lot more expensive. Oh, electronics are more expensive out there? Yeah, electronics are a lot more expensive out here in Korea than, than in America. Like, really Asia in general, I would say this, like, when it comes to electronics, you're better off buying in America because they're much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. So yeah, I, like even Samsung, LG smartphones, iPhones are way more expensive here. Is it because they have like uh, a less of a quantity? Well, more like I gotta say this. Like, so in terms of South Korea, uh, the. Samsung, LG, and some other heads, Hyundai, they all pretty much almost own the entire economy. They run the economy of South Korea right now, really. Okay. So they so make their prices a little bit. So basically, after... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you were saying? Well, I was going to say, so do they like control the market a little bit more with their goods compared to, um, how do I say, competition goods? Competitive yeah, very goods. Much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. It's not like uh how Dubai does it where it's more of a uh 
freer market when it comes to resale value of certain uh, items? Yeah, so like for example, um, I got two non-Korean phones. I got a Google Pixel and the OnePlus, right? So mm -hmm. basically, for example, like when I buy them outside of Korea, I can do that, right? But in Korea, no dice. And if I, my phone gets broken, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. So what Yeah, because especially because there's no one around Korea who could fix non-Korean phones. Okay, so how is it to the U.S.? Uh... I would say about one USD will get you about, we'll say roughly, some, depending on the days, of course, depending on inflation, the days, of course, the change mm -hmm. rate. You probably do about dollar ten, dollar fifteen cents, maybe. I would say. That's not. That's not bad. Okay. Now compared to Japan, compared to Japan, uh, Korea is a lot cheaper, so your dollar does a little bit further in Korea than Japan. Okay. So Korea uses uh, what currency? The what won? Uh, it's called the South Korean won. The South Korean won. W-O-N. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into your book a little bit. The uh, Traveler's Guide to Daegu. Uh, you sent me the yeah, sure. you, you sent me the book. It was it was a pretty nice book. I skimmed through it, you know, just to see a little bit of what you had going on. And uh, I'm just, we're gonna cover you know a couple different chapters just to you know give people the uh, the feel. You know what I'm saying? The the build up. So one of the things that um, caught my eye was the markets in uh, in Daegu. So I'm. Mm -hmm. So this somebody from the U.S. visiting Daegu. Where were where were you? Um, What's the first market would you point out? Yeah. Like the the go to. Like let's say I'm I'm the. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I would recommend Stone Moon Market in Daegu. Uh, it's one of the most well known markets. They also had a night market too, as well. Um, now, pre-COVID, they used to have a night market mm -hmm. where, you know, people had, like, uh, so during the day, you could get, like, traditional cheap Korean foods and stuff like that. And then at night, you get some street food stock vendors. They'll try making, like, different unique styles of food. Mm-hmm. What's some of your uh, fire. favorite dishes? Uh, mm, what's some good stuff? Um, uh It's like a fish cake mixture it's fish cake that's uh, swimming in the pool with chili paste uh chili sauce uh -huh. is that the uh, one with the filling is, hmm? is that the one with the uh, the filling in it no okay. it's like a you'll probably see pictures like it's like this uh you look like you look like you're eating uh fish cake um marshmallows type s things rice cakes Oh, okay. see a red sauce. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see if you look at any type of street food in Korea, like you'll find it. You'll see it. It's everywhere. <laughs> All right. So I saw that uh, they have a fried chicken festival, fried chicken and beer festival. Yep, I miss that festival so much. <laughs> what they uh they took it down or? Yeah, because of COVID. Oh, COVID. So would that be considered one of the yeah. night festivals or? No, it's like a yearly summer festival. Oh, okay. um, so the Daegu Chimic Festival. 
It's like a, I think it started back in 2014, I believe. And so it's like a week long music festival with fried chicken from all the different vendors, fried chicken franchises. Uh-huh. You get also some traditional Korean food, also some live music and some beers, uh, Korean style beers, of course. <laughs> I'm about to say, I love me some fried chicken. <laughs> I know it's they probably the most stereotypical thing in the world. Dallas, so when we have our uh, state fair, like they fry everything. Right. Snickers, Coke, yeah. uh, uh, I think I even saw a fried uh, cotton candy. Yeah, time. fried cotton candy tacos. All yeah, fried yeah. cheesecake, fried Oreos, fried. <laughs> like, how you have a fried Coke? Yeah, fried Coke. Yeah, they boil it and then put the donuts in and then they say, all right, here you go. <laughs> wow. So, you know, they, yeah, they try to. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like fried chicken, I'll say Koreans love fried chicken more than black people because. Literally, wherever you go in the country, like you can find a fried chicken restaurant everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah, that, that's, see, I already know. That's where I'm probably going to go. Good South Korea if I have yep. fried chicken. Okay. So, what else, what else is out there to do? Uh, definitely, there's a lot of hiking because Korea is a very, very, it's a mountainous nation, like peninsula. The Korean Peninsula, there's hills and mountains everywhere. So hiking is like a, is pretty much a common routine activity for people to do here. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the pictures in the book and it was, it was some very uh, beautiful pictures of Korea. And I was like, man, that's a very beautiful landscape. I, I wish we really had like the uh, the spas, the steam spas with oh. the natural, man. Uh, the natural geyser spas, <laughs> the bathhouses. Yeah, yeah, the bathhouses and everything. Do they have those out there? Uh, what? The bathhouses. Oh uh, yeah, fitted up. Uh, excuse me. Oh, I forgot the name of the t- title, but yeah, they do have technically have bathhouses. <laughs> <laughs> so how are, how are they? You been to them? Uh, yeah. No, I. Uh, they're called the uh, Jim Milbong, Jim Milbong, I believe it's called. Uh, I don't go to them. I never been to them because. Look, I already get scared enough as it is. I don't need people looking at my junk. <laughs> All right. Nah, we understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell me some, uh, so what made you um, move to Korea? Uh, honestly, I, well, it was summer, so winter 2015, last semester of college, couldn't find a job. And then one day I saw an ad about teaching English in South Korea. So I looked, you know, looked through it and I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And what pushed me to do it was, I was 25 at the time. I turned 25 in 2016. I was working two terrible retail jobs post-college. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I was at my parents' house. So I was like, I need a job. I need to get out of my parents' house. I got to go. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so at this point, would you say you're pretty fluent in Korean? No. <laughs> Not at all. So you can pretty much get around without like knowing Korean? Yeah, you can get around without learning Korean. Whether you're a tourist or or working here in Korea. Um, I can say it like this. It's easy to learn how to read Korean, but it's difficult to learn how to speak it. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, matching. I mean, at the end of I mean, the day, I guess yeah. right. Yeah, you see that sign. You know that says chicken. Like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> versus how? How would you say chicken in Korea? Chicken. 
Bikin. But yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. So it, again, it is possible to learn Korean, but the problem is they use different um, alphabet sounds compared to like the Romantic languages. So for English speakers like us, right? It's easiest for us to learn how to speak like Spanish, French, or German, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to like the Asian languages, it's very difficult. Right. It can be done, but you need a lot of time of practicing. So do you? So what do you do? You like teach English then? Or what do you teach? Yeah, English as a second language. Oh, okay. Elementary school. Elementary school. What are the uh, hours like? In the class, typically, uh, so I gotta be. At, I usually, uh, or let me start with this. Uh, classes start around nine o'clock, from nine to three, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, for public school, now in regards to public school teachers, uh, we used to work from like we'll say about eight thirty to four o'clock, four thirty. That's a that's a that's a <laughs> insightful uh, school school day. Right. <laughs> we be like out here here over here. We're like, look, man, once two something hits, man, we 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 wrapping it up. Let's yeah. wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our kids go in at like what though seven thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. Seven thirty eight. Yeah, and then you out by two fifty three o'clock. Yeah. Beyond I think three thirty at the latest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about yeah. let's talk about um, E World. What is E World? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Diego has his own amusement park called E World. It's actually right across the street from Duty Park, where they had the Diego Fried Chicken Beer Festival. Okay. And what 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 are you really doing? Uh, you can ride rides. Uh, I think there's some shopping areas, a few restaurants here and there. There's a, a haunted house too. Ooh, is it like a year long haunted house? And like it's always there. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's always there. Oh, okay, yeah, out here like nah, haunted houses after October they shut that shit down. <laughs> like, they say screen fest and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. Like no more haunted houses. Like you might, like you can, you can get it from. October 1st to October 31st. Maybe November 2nd or 3rd. After that, they're like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, they have that. Uh, they also have a cable car to take you to the top of the uh, of the music park. Because again, Dago's on, uh, Eagle's on a hill, on, on hill, so you've been walking, doing a lot of walking up the hill. Really? So you go there. Make sure you got comfortable walking shoes. <laughs> so for transportation, would you say it's better to get like a, a motorbike or like for you yourself? Are you just catch the bus everywhere, or you have your own personal car? Uh, you can have a car if you want to, but honestly, Korea has great public transportation. So you got the subway subway line, uh, bus stops. And they have, a, and if you want to get out of Daegu to go travel to other cities, they have the their intercity bus terminal, which is like basically their their Korean version of the Greyhound. Mm-hmm. So it's possible to get around throughout the country. That's what's up. How big of a city is Daegu? 
Uh, Daegu is the fourth largest city in the country, in South Korea. Mm-hmm. With Seoul being number one, Busan number two, Incheon's number three, and Daegu's number four. And which city do you like the most? Uh, Daegu. I'll take, I already live in Daegu out of all the other cities <laughs> I live in. I never want to live in Seoul. Why? What's wrong with Seoul? It's like New uh, York or Seoul something. Now, it, you can say something like that. It's really because, for one, uh, everyone's trying to live in Seoul. Like every expat, everyone wants to go try to live, work in Seoul. So there's no challenge to it for me. There's no thrill on that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and of course, the main one's cost of living. Uh, pollution is really horrific. It's gonna be on uh, really bad days. It's horrific. Really? Oh man, the air pollution. Yeah. From all this. Okay. So tell me some stories, man. Let's give me some stories. Some stories of, of being yeah. a black person in South Korea. What, what has your experiences been like out there? Like first day off the yeah. uh, plane, you step down. What was the first, your first interaction? And like what happened? Cause we, we already know like, whenever you go uh, overseas or something like that, you always have that first, you know, intake. Like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, still, you know, drag, you know, groggy from the trip. Um, I got on the bus to head to my first. This was back in tw- May 2016, my first ride when I uh, to meet my first employer. Uh, of course, it's still. I still can't believe it that I left the United States. I actually left to work for another in another country. I couldn't believe it. And also the fact that I'm not much sustained like 95% of the time. <laughs> People would be like, oh man, you're being racist. No, no. Everybody looks pretty much the same. It's like if you go to. Yeah, unfortunately, yes, Korea does have xenophobia issues against all foreigners, but uh, especially Empire during COVID. But. Um, it's really due to, of course, uh, lack of exposure, ignorance, mm-hmm. and lack of desire to want to, I guess, get to know other foreigners. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, um, true story, like throughout the year, now, it's no secret that in Korea, right? And this also happens in Japan too, in China apparently, that uh, <laughs> there's some bars, gyms, the sadness will have signs that said no foreigners allowed. Really? Yeah. Now, it could be in some cases because sometimes, as some said, it's sadness because some foreigners got too drunk or too rowdy and caused problems, uh-huh. which is, in that case, is fair enough, right? Right. Now, they, I haven't seen this personally, but I've heard stories or seen articles about white people complaining how this is racism, this is discrimination. <laughs> <sighs> and of course, you know, the black brown folk were like, yeah, it kind of sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pull down the glasses. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad, right? I mean, we, somebody should do something, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. And now, uh, true story. Yeah. Now, true story. This is back early in, I'll say, March. Um, 
around Seoul and the surrounding area, it's a good Korean government order all foreigners to go get tested for COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And now, to be fair, there were some criticism, you know, there were some flaws behind it because, one, this was, this was last minute, so imagining, you know, you tell your boss, trying to ask your boss, hey, I got to take a day off to go get tested. It was mandated. <laughs> and two, the problem was they're very limited locations, right? So that was a big flaw in that. Now, of course, uh, when that mandate was issued, of course, all the white people on Facebook and the Korea expat groups were playing, oh, this is a racist discrimination. And of course, and the black people were roasting the white folks like, yeah, kind of sucks, huh? <laughs> So is it like a lot of white people and black people out there? Or do you find Hispanics out there a lot? Like, is it or, or is it? Uh, there's a good amount, mostly. In terms of now, in, ter- in terms of like teachers, ESL teacher, right? Majority of the, it is mostly white people. Okay. Yes, prefer and a lot, and giving it down by gender, it's mostly white women here. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really just the fact that when it comes to ESL, now it's not a secret, right? They're, when it comes to English in Asia, particularly in this case, Korea, right? It's always going to be a preference for a white girl from America or Canada. <laughs> yeah. It's something about white women. Yeah, because unfortunately, in some instances in Korea, they kind of believe in stereotypes. Like, for example, they think white girls, they're all the Russian prostitutes. I think black people are poor or, you know, old Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Like they're either the kings of the world so, or there's some uh, poor crackhead. <laughs> either one. You take a pick. Yeah. It's, it's, just throw a rock in the crowd and see what, what you get. <laughs> so, would you, so would you say racism is, is like really heavy in Korea? I mean, don't get me wrong, there's discrimination moments, discriminatory moments here in Korea. But at the same time, it's like, one, I look at it just like this, like one, I'm never gonna be accepted into Korea. Like, I'm a foreigner. So I just wanna learn to accept like, okay, whatever, I'll move on. I'm here to make money. Mm-hmm. So now there's some foreigners who come to Korea thinking like, oh, I'll be immersed in culture. I can speak the language. It was like, but yeah, they complain that they won't, they're not accepted. Like, yeah, you're a foreigner. You're not Korean. You'll never be accepted. <laughs> Still a foreigner. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, the way it's like this, like, especially for certain countries, like, especially in Asia, right? East Asia, particularly, right? They're very conservative. So, anyone who's not, doesn't look like the people, like the culture, who looks different, you're going to get looked at crazy. Like, you're not. Consider one of us, you know. Right. Even if you speak the language, even you understand the history, the culture, the norms, you're still considered an outsider. Yeah. Now I was wondering. So just easy. I was wondering, can they tell the difference between themselves? Can like a Korean tell the tell the difference between a Chinese person and a Japanese person and a, 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 a you know and most stuff. likely definitely yeah they they used to it you know oh, what I'm saying yeah. it's just like yeah, us, look, you, know, look, real, like, you know I don't know you 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 look you, you look the oh, same yeah, they can, they can. <laughs> yeah they 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 know. Now, 
Now, unfortunately, in Korea, uh, they do have their own major discriminatory problem against their own people. And unfortunately, because they have a very, very strong, it's gotten better, but it's still very anti-LGBT. Anti-LGBT? Like, like yeah, like Korean, like, now it's not like you're going to be arrested going to jump throwing in jail, but it's like, you can get fired if you're found out to be gay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no anti-discrimination laws in Korea <laughs> for Koreans. So now the way it's like this. So in Korea, going with the stereotype thing, uh, from what they see, like they think, oh, there's no such thing as gay people in Korea. Koreans aren't gay. That's not that's not weak king. That's not foreigner stuff. Yeah, so now foreigners who are LGBT, you can get fired, but some, but it kind of depends on who you work for, your, your employer. So that might be cool with it because, again, oh, she knows that foreigner thing, like foreigners do, that they are gay. <laughs> Whereas Koreans, there are a lot of people who are in the closet, who have families, who end up marrying cis partners, having kids, when I'm pretty sure they didn't want to do it, but because Korea pressure society is like it's not a great place place to be be gay if you're Korean in Korea. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. So what? So where do the gay people go? They go to they go to North Korea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no, they're staying. Uh, <laughs> they got their own little district. Yeah, they do in the Taiwan actually. Uh, they have a place called Homo Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. Really? Yeah. It's literally Yeah, that's the actual Hill. spot where the LGBT bar. Wow. In Seoul. Yeah, in Seoul, Hill. In Seoul, wow. That is intri- yep. intriguing. Hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm sorry, but I got kind of, I got kind of sure I got to get some sleep. <laughs> I understand, man. Yeah, no problem. We, hey, we appreciate uh, the work you do and everything like that, and we like the book. Well, uh, Make sure, you know, whenever anybody wants to go out that way, we, you know, drop a line. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, if you want to check out my book, The Black Child's Guide to Inchon, Inchon, I-N-C-H-E-O-N, and The Black Child's Guide to Daegu, D-A-E-G-U, South Korea. You can find it on my Amazon right now. If you want to see my adventures, hear my stories, uh, Follow me on TikTok and uh, Instagram at the Blurred Explorer. Again, Blurred Ex- the Blurred Explorer on Instagram, TikTok. You see my stories. I got I got a lot of child stories that I get a chance to cover here on this on the podcast. Check them out if you get the chance. All right, man. All right. It was great to have you on. All right, guys. Don't forget to check us out at www.trapanimepodcast.com. There you can find the episodes. Links to our Instagram, links to our Facebooks, um, or you can just find us at Trap Anime Podcast, also on YouTube. All right, man, and we are out of here. Have a good one. Yeah, have a good night now. All right, man. Good night, man. Thanks for being on. <laughs> Appreciate you.